Welcome to Revive Family, Parenting in the 21st Century with researcher, author, lecturer, counselor, and coach, Jeff Schott. Jeff has written Influential Parenting, a comprehensive program designed to help parents become important influencers in guiding their kids to success. He also wrote the book, Going, Going, Gone, about kids departing the faith they were raised in. Learn more about the program and the book at revivefamily.com. Welcome to Revive Families Connecting Hearts. I'm Jeff Schott, the founder of Revive Family and the author of the Influential Parenting Program that helps parents target the heart by going after the root of the issue rather than whacking away on the surface. I'm also the author of Going, Going, Gone, a great book that looks into why kids are leaving the faith. And today we're picking up with the series on influence. And last week we talked about authority. This week we're going to talk about how we transfer that authority to our kids' lives so that we build healthy, confident, strong kids that can stand in the face of the dual life and the temptation that we're seeing so rampant in the youth culture today. And given all the things that kids can get involved with today, especially during the adolescent years, it's a scary prospect to transfer authority to our kids. In fact, today I got a phone call from a mom in New York. She had been praying and seeking for someone to talk to given the crisis they were encountering with their 19-year-old who was coming back home just next week. She had been praying for someone to talk to, ended up talking with a friend in Denver who didn't even know she was looking for someone to talk to, and for some reason that friend just kept having my name pop into their head and ended up bringing up my name to this person, and she said, why did you do that? They discussed it, and this mom from New York called me today, wrestling with much of the same content that we're going to be talking about today. There was this strong fear of a situation that was going on with her son, and that was causing her not to want to transfer authority to him. We spent a couple hours on the phone just talking about the research we've done, talking about the nature of influence, the good shepherd, and how he led, and how the sheep granted the influence in their lives to the shepherd. And we talked about the research that we've covered in programs on loneliness and love and rejection and And it was just a great phone call, and and now I'll be talking with her and her husband tomorrow. And I just ask you to pray for them, pray for their son, pray for just God to do an amazing work in the next couple of weeks in the relationship and in that family in the home. And if you ever want to reach out and have a conversation about a situation you're confronting, feel free to give us a call or reach out and use the contact us form on our site, and I'll be happy to talk with you as well. So we talked about that place of authority that we have as parents and that ability through that authority to enforce things and to control behaviors and to um, make decisions for our kids last week. And we talked about the... uh, On last week's program and podcast, we talked about authority and how it contrasted with influence, and we kind of came to the conclusion at the end of the program that maybe we need to step away from authority and transfer authority to our kids. But we didn't get to cover how we do that. And what's been really fun for me is over the last few years, I've had the privilege of working with the Durango Public School System. One of their employees came to one of my son's birthday parties, asked me what I did. I shared some of our research. The next thing I knew, they were asking me to create a session for 
a transition event they have for eighth graders. And I created something called It's Your Life. And that in itself is the transfer of authority I'm talking about. We often are so close to our kids. We love them so much. We get so worried and so fearful, and we want to protect them that we hold on to authority in our culture too long. Oftentimes, we're making decisions for our kids right up to the point where they leave our homes. And this mom related to that that I talked to today. But that doesn't prepare our kids for making good decisions apart from us. It doesn't prepare them to stand strong and make great decisions in the face of temptation. And so this whole thought of transferring authority is essential. And it's what embodied the It's Your Life content. What was fascinating about creating that It's Your Life content for 8th graders was it was basically a time for me to talk with the students, educate them, get them sharing some things back with me, some interaction going. But it's what the school district calls is a sit and get. And they didn't like the plan when I presented it to them. Kids, eighth graders don't have the attention span. They need to be moving. And much of the things they were doing in this transition event were taught through activities like martial arts or fencing or drumming. And I said, well, give me one year. Give me a shot. You've got an evaluation process, don't you? And they did. And after the first year of doing It's Your Life, it was the highest rated session by the high school mentors, by the eighth grade students, and by the faculty that attended with those students. The students loved it, and it was the number one requested session the next year. And the moral behind this It's Your Life is, guys, it's your life. Grab the reins. Get on the horse. Ride it to success. Don't let your past failures, don't let the hurts that you may be carrying around from extended family or direct family weigh you down. Don't let it ruin your life. Grab the reins, get on the horse, and ride the horse to success. And I would ask those kids, if you did that, how would your parents react? Would they let up? Would they stop micromanaging? Would they stop trying to control if they saw that you were really taking the responsibility? And it was fascinating to watch the expressions on their faces. They went, oh my goodness. So this whole concept that we're the parents and we have the authority and we need to protect our kids, I think is handicapping us. It's keeping us from transferring the authority to our kids. And when I talk about this, I mean the authority for making the decisions in their life on their bedtime managing their social lives, managing their priorities, their schedule, their study habits. All of these things are things they need to have authority over and have been managing successfully in our homes before they leave home. But our focus on performance and how our kids do, and and sometimes even on thinking that we're evaluated as parents based upon how our kids perform, cause us to want to keep pressuring them and managing them and making decisions for them often way, way, way too long. When I do It's Your Life with the kids, we talk about motivation and we have them assess what their motivation level is for success in school and success in life. And then we have them assess the source of their motivation issues. And it's fascinating. Over the years of all the research I've done, we've identified 16 common motivation issues. And we see those time and time again in each of these sessions called It's Your Life with these eighth graders. 
And far too often, we see that the source of their motivation issues come from a couple of sources. One common one is past failure. The way past failure has been handled, the way they've come to feel about themselves as a result of their past failure, and what they've come to believe about themselves and their confidence level, all of a sudden has eroded, and that can create huge motivation issues. Another one is micromanaging or controlling parents, parents that are constantly pushing and their adolescent brains are constantly pushing back, and all of a sudden, they feel like their parents aren't happy with them. They're not measuring up to their parents' expectations. And they get to a point of feeling controlled and not loved and not good enough. And they their motivation just kind of troubles. Another source of common motivation issues for these kids is teachers were being labeled in a school district. They come into a class and the teachers already have them pegged as a problem or having them pegged as a struggling kid. And as a result, the way the teachers communicate with them, the way they interact with them, it often also is another reminder of their weakness, their failure, their disappointing their parents. And that can be a trigger for motivation issues as well. Why is it so important for us to transfer our authority to a kid that is experiencing motivation issues? We're convinced their motivation will just get worse and they won't even try anymore. But if the motivation issue is caused because they feel like a disappointment to us, like they're not good enough for us, like they're failures, transferring the authority and coming behind them and saying, we believe in you and we trust you and we empower you. I've seen it just raise kids up. And this is what mentors do. Mentoring is statistically proven to work with kids. They take at-risk kids who aren't doing well at school and see them turn around time and time again, not through having the authority and enforcing these kids to do their homework and forcing them to do studying and forcing them to do their homework the second they get home from school, but by building a relationship with them, listening to them, hearing their sources of discouragement and motivation, helping them look at them, examine them, evaluate them, helping them begin to believe in themselves again, encouraging them to give it a try and to to just take incremental steps to get better. All of these things are things mentors do that we as parents can do too. But mentors are in this position where they don't have the authority. And they know that the kid has the authority to mess up their life or not. And so they approach them very differently. And this is what we're talking about when we're talking about transferring our authority to our kids. They need the authority to feel responsible. They need the authority to feel the weight of the responsibility because it's often that weight and the realization that they have their life in their hands and they can decide what their future looks like and they can decide whether they succeed or fail, that it's not in their parents' hands anymore, it's in theirs, that causes them to rethink everything and to step up where maybe they've been pushing back against you and stepping back from their responsibility as a result of some of these factors. We'll be back in a few minutes with Revive Families Connecting Hearts talking about influence versus authority and transferring authority to our kids. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Does your child listen to you and do what you ask? Are you tired of the battles? There is hope and a fresh approach to this tiring dilemma. 
Researcher, counselor, and parenting coach Jeff Schott has done research with 3,500 kids that identifies why kids stop listening and hide in their rooms. The program is called Influential Parenting, and it brings a new perspective to these issues. It's bringing joy and peace back to the parent-child relationship. Get Influential Parenting today at revivefamily.com radio. Welcome back to Revive Families Connecting Hearts. I'm Jeff Schott, and we're continuing on with this topic of influence versus authority and how we gain influence by transferring authority to our kids. That's a scary thought, but also a thought that is freeing and can restore the relationship with our kids and cause them to step up much faster and in much more powerful ways than we might think. In fact, when I was talking with the mom I mentioned earlier that reached out to me today from New York looking for answers related to her son, this whole topic of transferring authority was at the center of our conversation. And as we talked about it, she started to go, wow, this makes so much sense. By giving him the responsibility for his life and by giving him responsibility for the decisions and not playing the heavy or the controller, all of a sudden the relationship changes and we can come alongside our kids and ask them questions and ask them to evaluate where they want to end up, what they want their life to look like, how they feel the decisions they're making today line up with their future goals and whether those decisions will lead to success, healthy families, healthy marriages in the future. These are the types of questions that mentors ask that help kids begin to think differently, that help them start to take responsibility for their lives and help them see that it really is their life and they really need to start taking the decisions they're making seriously. This is the power of transferring authority to our kids as opposed to, as opposed to trying to use our authority to get our kids to make the right decision or to make decisions for our kids because this is a source of motivation problems for kids. If you've ever worked for a high-control, micromanaging boss, did that motivate you or demotivate you? When you had a boss that believed in you and was positive about you and empowered you and gave you freedom to run, were you more or less motivated? This is the reason I believe that we need to begin transferring authority to our kids as early as ages 9, 10, and 11, before the full adolescent brain hits and we're into an oppositional relationship where it makes it more fearful for us to begin to empower them and to begin to grant them authority. So what are some of the ways we can begin to grant authority to our kids? One of the ways is just by sitting down with them as they're 9, 10, 11 and say, hey, you're moving towards adulthood. You know, in much of the world today, kids are considered adults at age 13 and the bar mitzvah and what that was all about. And we're going to begin extending you more responsibility for your life. And we're going to help you evaluate decisions, but we're going to let you make decisions related to your homework, related to how well you want to do in school, related even to managing money. We're going to start giving you X amount of money every month, but out of that, you're going to have to buy your clothes and your shoes and pay for your haircut and save money for entertainment activities you want to do with friends and save money for Christmas gifts. And we just bestowed that money upon our kids, had them track where they spent it so they were seeing at the end of the month where they spent it and how much they had left. 
and help them by asking questions. You know, what do you need to be planning for coming up in the next few months and help them And we extended that authority over managing money to them. It was amazing how much money we saved because they spent less when they were in charge and needed to consider carefully what they wanted to use their money for. Giving authority increases the desire, it increases the motivation, it increases the responsibility. In the end, it truly is our kids' life. And we really need to stop and recognize that's why I call the session I do with eighth graders, it's your life. Recognize it, grab it, grab the reins and ride it to success. So in our homes around age seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, it's time to begin making a transition, preparing for the adolescent brain change, preparing them to start moving towards making decisions so that they have some of those skills when they enter the adolescent time frame. I can't tell you how much grief and how much conflict this is, <laughs> has saved us in our homes and how much more responsible our kids are compared to a lot of the kids around them. Our kids have gotten jobs at age 16, 17, and 18. They've been given responsibility and supervisory roles over people four, five, six, seven years older than them. At age 18, they've been given responsibility to run the front desk and be the only employee on property of an entire hotel from 6 p.m. till midnight. They are trusted because they've learned to handle authority and responsibility well because we transferred it to them early. So as you consider transferring authority to your kids, I realize it's scary. I realize, how do I do it? That's one of the things that's in our Influential Parenting online class. We have an entire implementation guide and process that gives you the steps to begin to mend the relationship rebuild the connection so that the desire to please you and the desire to succeed is there. The opposition is gone. And all of a sudden, now you can begin working together to define how you want the family to work, what each of you need to change individually to get the family to work better and to be more loving and more connected at a heart level. It walks you through the steps of implementing a change from an authority control based parenting model to a empowering authority transferring a uh, uh, developing an adult model our goal should be to raise adults not children so if you're interested in that class go to revivefamily.com look up the influential parenting online class and consider signing up today we're so confident that that class will challenge you, that it will change your perspective, that it will really give you a whole new set of tools to consider using with your kids, that we have a 100% money back guarantee on the class. So you finish the class, you think it's a bunch of garbage, you don't think it's helpful, you can contact us, we'll gladly refund your money. So back to this thought of authority versus influence. As you may recall from the previous two sessions on influence, the best definition for influence is the act or power of producing an effect without apparent exertion of force or direct exercise of command. 
one of the best ways we've found to develop influence in our kids' lives, where they say, wow, I buy you, mom and dad, more than I buy the world and my teachers and my friends, is by transferring authority to them. In a world that views adolescents in a negative light, like this is when they make all the mistakes, like this is when they're going to get into trouble, like this is when all the conflict is going to come, when we go opposite of everything they're feeling and hearing and seeing in zero tolerance policies from their school, when we go opposite of that and transfer authority to them, they love us. They come to respect us. They come to grant us the influence in their lives because we're believing in them more than any other adults around them. We're believing in them more than media does, in more than the news does, more than even all the social media people that they watch do. We're saying, we believe in you. We're empowering you. We're transferring the ability, the authority to make decisions to you. We just want to have access to help you think through those decisions so that you succeed because we believe you want to succeed. This is the greatest way to gain influence in your kids' lives so that they will involve you. They will ask you questions. They will listen and answer your questions that help them think through the direction they're headed in, the decision they're making, and how it melds in with the future of their life. Transferring authority to our kids builds our influence in amazing ways. And it causes our kids to want to listen, to want to follow, and to look up to us and to draw closer to us and connect with us at a heart level. So just like the mom I talked with from New York earlier today, I want to encourage you to transfer authority to your kid. Because the more we keep the authority and use the authority to try and get them to perform to our expectations, the more distant they feel from us, the more frustrated they are with us, the more frustrated we are with them. And then that close heart connection breaks down and they seek to replace it with something else. As our kids get older, if we want to stay connected at a heart level, it's so important to get past our fear of what might happen, what could happen, and to really equip our kids and help them learn to make great decisions because when they develop that confidence in themselves, they're motivated and they don't fall prey to all the stuff going on in the youth culture. I've seen it in all four of my kids' lives. I've seen it in thousands of kids' lives of parents who have gone through this influential parenting online program. And I've seen it in the kids that I've had the privilege of coaching and mentoring. Please consider taking a totally different tact than society does and see your kid in a positive light as capable of taking on responsibility and begin to grant them the authority in their lives. You'll be shocked at how it sobers them up how that responsibility forces them to begin to think as opposed to reacting and pushing back against you. Influential parenting is so much fun because your kids grant you the influence in your life. And when they do that, you don't need to fear the world. And that's why we've never felt the need to check our kids' online profile, to monitor their texting, to put friend finder on their phone and track where they are at all times and to force them to text constantly to tell us where they are and what's going on. They've chosen to tell us where they're going. 
they've chosen to text us when they're driving home because we're 20 minutes out of town and there's no cell service along the way. They've made those decisions. We haven't ever enforced it or played that tight monitoring role in their lives. It's worked amazingly well. I know you may have a hard time believing that, but if you'd like to give me a call and talk more, please reach out through our site, use the contact us forum. I am happy to talk with you. We coach families. We do family camps during the summer where families come in and have entertaining times and fun times in Durango where we work through some of these issues as a family and we do this family reboot during those family camps. There are a lot of ways we can come alongside you. If you're experiencing challenges, if you're wondering, is there a better way? If you're desiring to make a change in your home so that you can have that close, connected relationship and avoid so much of the conflict and motivation issues that we see occurring in kids today. Thanks so much for joining us today for Revive Families Connecting Hearts. I'm Jeff Schott. I'll be back next week and we'll continue in this series talking about influence, why it works with another topic, influence and helping our kids believe in themselves. It's so important. So few of the kids that I'm meeting with in the coaching and in the family stuff that we do have positive core beliefs about themselves and have true confidence in themselves, and it's robbing them of so much of their potential. Join me next week. I'm Jeff Schott. Have a great week. That's it for this edition of Revive Family Parenting in the 21st Century with Jeff Schott. We'll return soon with another program designed to help you become a wiser, more effective, more influential parent. Jeff's website is revivefamily.com. Parenting in the 21st Century is produced in association with Faith Radio. Jeff Schott is a pastoral counselor and coach. He is not a licensed healthcare professional. What you've heard is not a substitute for seeking professional medical or psychological support.